Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Our supplement and vitamin bottles have nutrition labels on them, of course, but what do we know about the soil in which these botanicals were grown? My next guest is leading a company that is disrupting the agriculture industry with a precision application that harnesses the natural pollination process. Joining me now to explain what all this means is Ashish Malik, CEO of Bee Vectoring Technologies. Welcome to the NutriCast, Ashish. Hello, Daniel. Very nice to be here. Thank you for joining me. And before we get into all that, what is Bee Vectoring for those who may not know? Good question. So uh, we work with farmers to help them grow their crops in a in a more productive manner, and specifically, we help them fight different diseases. So traditionally, a farmer will you know spray different kinds of crop protection products, also commonly known as pesticides, onto their crops. And we've developed an all natural biological alternative to the use of these uh, chemicals. And what we do specifically is we work with biological plant protection products. And what BVT does is we actually deliver these products using the natural pollination uh, process of bees. So we work with, you know, a commercially managed beehives to deliver these bee safe and human safe biological products to the crops to help the farmers grow their crops more productively. Think about it, they're they're both kind of life sciences, right? So in the human health, you've got medicines that we take, you know, think about an antibiotic that has to go and get FDA approval. And then you've got probiotics, which are supplements, which are supposed to help with your microbiome and make you healthier. Well, that exact same thing applies to plant health as well. If you're making a pesticidal claim, a medicinal claim, you have to go get the EPA approval just instead of the FDA. And then you've got the biostimulants, we call them, which can help with the overall health of the plant. And so our product is kind of a combination of both. We've got a crop protection, fungicidal, call it, uh, property, but we also have this plant growth property, which is the biostimulant property. So it's the antibiotic and the probiotic is packaged into one. That's a cool analogy. Thank you. Yeah, that kind of yeah. brings it all together, I think. Okay. So what exactly is the process when it comes to bee vectoring? So we have the biological control agents that we want to get to the crop, which are specially formulated in a powder, which when the bees are leaving their hives, they pick this powder up in specially designed dispensers that we've developed. And as the bees leave to forage, because they're source of food, of course, is the pollen and the nectar in, that they find in the flower. So as they leave the hive to forage, they walk across this powder, pick it up on their bodies, and we, in a sense, are cargo on the flight that the bees are naturally making to visit the flower. So that's the process that we call bee vectoring, since the bee is the vector for us to get the product from the hive onto the crop. And uh, once, uh, you know, the bees reach the flower, the product falls off their bodies because they start crawling and trying to kind of release the pollen from the flower. As the powder falls off their bodies, the microbe, you know, the beneficial microbes that we develop for the farmer's benefits, colonize the plant tissue, give the farmer the plant protection properties that they're looking for. 
the bees return to the hive in the meantime, and the process kind of repeats itself every day during the pollen the bloom period for the crop. Wow. So what are the bees capabilities? I mean, how many flowers do these bees visit, say, per minute, per season, things like that? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty amazing little uh, insects. They can pollinate acres and hundreds and thousands of acres in a, in a given season. I mean, I'll just give you an example. In, you know, I live in California in the northern end of the Central Valley. And in the Central Valley in California, there's about a million acres of almonds which are pollinated by about two and a half million beehives every February from right around Valentine's Day till about mid-March. And just to give you an idea, there's three trillion flowers that bloom during that month. And these bees visit those flowers every year because that's what produces the nut. That's what ends up produces the almond. So the numbers are astonishingly large. In very practical terms for us, what it means is we can use about two hives per acre of crop that the farmer wants to protect against these different diseases. The bees themselves may visit, you know, uh, five, 10 flowers per minute. But then when you think about the fact that there might be 20,000 bees within a hive, and you think about the number of flowers on a bush of, for example, blueberries, you can kind of extrapolate that the bees will visit all the flowers that we care about during the course of that season. That is unbelievable. It really is. So in terms of efficiency, like how do your results compare to competitors who might use other methods? Yeah. So here's the beauty of our our system. And what, what I say is this is what makes it such a compelling value proposition. Our competition is uh, honestly traditional application methods. So traditional ways for farmers to apply plant protection products, whether they're chemical or even some biologicals, is to spray the crop. When you're spraying the crop, only about 2% of what the farmer is spraying on a per acre basis lands on the flower. The rest of it will miss the crop or miss the flower. It will fall between the rows and gets into the, the water runoff. In some cases, it kind of, you know, with it's windy, will get disseminated in, in air drift. So only 2% gets to where the source of the infection for the crop would be compared to bees that only visit the flower. They're not going to go visit the roots of a flower or the dirt because there's no food for them there. So they're in a very targeted way reaching the flower. So it's a very efficient way to deliver the plant protection product. We have shown that we can get equivalent control of different diseases by using 2% of the same amount of active ingredient that a farmer would otherwise spray. So it's an extremely efficient way to apply the product. It's very effective because you're getting the biological control agent right inside the flower, as opposed to if you were to spray, it might hit the outside of the flower. So it's also very effective in its delivery of the inoculum, of the beneficial product. So I have to imagine this efficiency translates into money saved, right? Yeah. So what we've, what we've been able to demonstrate is there's two benefits to the farmer. The biggest benefit, frankly, is in terms of increased yield. So we've been able to demonstrate in the different crops, and we've done work in, in many different crops, not only here in the U.S., but uh, you know, in Mexico and Canada, so across North America, 
but also in Europe. And we've done work in strawberries and raspberries and blackberries and tomatoes and peppers and almonds and on and on, sunflowers. We've been able to demonstrate that the farmer is getting higher yields. And they're getting higher yields because our product is not only helping fight the disease, but also the organism that we use, the beneficial fungus that we use also has kind of this plant health effect, almost like a probiotic that you're delivering to the flower, to the crop, which makes the plant be that much healthier and produce a bigger crop. So the top line is bigger for the farmer, and that's the biggest driver of return on investment. Then we do help the farmer by additionally saving them on chemical sprays. So there's a little bit of cost savings as well. But the biggest reason that the farmers want to use our technology is because they're getting a better and bigger crop. What all goes into developing this fungus or probiotic as you compared it to? Yeah, so, so we work with a, a naturally occurring microbial product and we, it, is a, it is a fungus. We are you know, looking at other products as well, bacterial strains, for example. And so this particular fungus that we work with was isolated by our own scientists in the soils in Ontario, Canada. And it is a totally safe, ubiquitous species of fungus. I mean, you and I could take a spoonful of this and eat it without any problem. And what's unique about it is when it gets to the, to the flower, to the crop, it colonizes the plant tissue. And through that process, it competitively excludes the pathogen, which is the bad fungus, from trying to establish in that crop. So that's how it helps fight the disease. To develop this particular product, we had to show that we can grow it in a very controlled environment. So we've got our own fermentation facilities where we propagate the fungus. And then very significantly, we wanted to get this product registered. So when you're applying the product to the environment, we went to the EPA here in the US and you went to California separately. They've got a separate process to seek regulatory approval so that we could claim that this product is actually a biological fungicide. So we completed that process with the EPA in 2019 and have been in the market in the US since. So, you know, how do you grow it? How do you stabilize the fungus? That's one set of challenges. And then how do you get it registered and ultimately get the freedom to operate within the United States through the EPA was the next set of challenges that we had to deal with as a company. I'm just thinking about like the, the R&D with this. I mean, how did you realize this was something that would work? So what's really cool is um, BVT didn't really come up with the concept of de-vectoring by itself. The idea has been studied in academia for you know, several decades. And actually there were two now retired professors from the University of Guelph. One was a plant pathologist, one was the bee expert and uh, entomologist. And they came up with you know, ways to actually test the concept of bee vectoring. And so they studied it in an academic setting. And then ultimately, you know, Dr. John Sutton, who is the individual who isolated our strain of interest himself. He is now a consultant to BVT. And then kind of he took it forward to a point where he said, okay, academically, I've shown that this work. Now, how can I partner with a company 
to kind of, you know, see commercially, can we make a viable dispenser system to make bee vectoring something that growers could use on a worldwide basis. And that's when he found the founder of BVT who created the first set of dispensers that we have. I was hired about a year later to become the CEO. And now we are a full-blown biological ag tech company. Yeah. And so you mentioned that dispenser and that is patented technology, right? It is. It is. We've got several layers of patents, Danielle. We've got patents around the use of our particular microorganism in agriculture. We've got patents. Remember I mentioned the powder that sticks to the bees. Mm -hmm. So that's a special formulation, right? It's got the right, you know, and, and, and frankly, I'm not a chemist, so I probably can't explain it as well as my technical colleagues could, but it's got the special ionic charges and whatever that allows the powder to stick to the bees as they fly with it. And then we've got patents around the dispensers themselves. We have two different dispensers, one that work with commercial bumblebee hives and one that works with commercial honeybee hives. So all in all, we've got six different aspects of our technology that have patents. We have over 65 patents granted on a worldwide basis. Wow. And you told me that in 2019, BVT became EPA approved. And at that time, you were the only company to have EPA approval for bee delivery fungicide. Is that still the case or are there any other players out there? No, it is still the case. So we kind of blazed a new trail, I like saying. It was really interesting because I was in Washington. I spent a lot of time in D.C. with the EPA because they were fascinated by this whole concept and they'd never seen anything like it. So you know, we, and, and to their credit, it was a very collaborative process. Now, you know, if I were, to be honest, if I was Monsanto or Bayer or Syngenta, a global big multinational, I would not be invited to visit with them. Mm-hmm. But being a small company with a cool and innovative technology, it was a very collaborative discussion. They said, oh, wow, this is interesting. You know, we've never really registered a product like this. What do you think we should do? And it was a back and forth. We came up with the right kind of studies that they felt comfortable would then be able to prove that the system worked and was safe. And yeah, so we went through that process and and now we have a path to get the next product that we would be interested in, whatever that might be, to market through a similar registration process. Today, we're still the only ones that have gone through that path, but we're already working with partners of ours that have products that could be very interesting candidates for bee delivery. And we hope to be able to announce some partnerships and take those products to the EPA in the future. Okay. Could you tell me anything more about those partnerships or potential partnerships? Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, stay, stay tuned uh, on the news wires. We're a public company, so I can't really disclose anything confidential at this point, but we are, we have tested as many as six different products. And we've done field studies and we are in late stage discussions with two or three companies to see if we can reach agreements to be able to develop their products. So the reason you want to do this is because crops face many different pests in the environment, just like, you know, unfortunately, as humans, we're, you know, we, we're, we, you know, we could get different diseases. So you want different kinds of medicines, Right. So the same idea applies for crops. You want to have something that helps fight this kind of, you know, diseases, bacterial infections, insect pests, et cetera, et cetera. So you could have two or three different plant protection products, one that could help fight botrytis, which is a common found disease in berries, 
You could have another one that helps fight a bacterial disease, which is very prevalent in apples called fire blight. You could have another biological that could help fight different insect pressures like thrips and white flies and, and ligus, which affect berry crops and damage them. So, you know, visualize two or three products that could be delivered using the same bee delivery system, depending on which cropping system you're working with. This technology really could make a major impact on so many different industries, not just food, but dietary supplements and so many other industries. Uh, yeah, theoretically, yes. Yeah. So we work with food crops. And so, yes. And, and, you know, we've been able to show that berries, for example, we started with, uh, you know, strawberries and blueberries and raspberries uh, initially for a market launch. We've been able to show in some cases that you get better shelf life. And, uh, you know, one or two studies that showed that you actually had higher bricks contents, which is sugars. So a better tasting berry as well. I'd, I'd be hesitant to say that there's any hard data. There's just some once, you know, here and there evidence. So what we hope is not only does the farmer get a better yield, but they also get a better quality produce as well. And we need to do more studies in that area. And what's interesting there, Danielle, is that we would not necessarily, I mean, we would for sure work with the grower, but we would also partner with the growers' customers. So we'd work with the berry company, for example. We would work with companies like, you know, Driscoll's or Cal Giant, the big berry branders who ultimately sell in the supermarkets to see what benefits are they seeing with the product that might be produced using the BBT system. So many opportunities there. So you've got some partnerships and studies uh, potentially uh, in the works. And then you've also won some awards, right? BVT has has several awards. Yeah. And we've been recognized within the industry as being, you know, very innovative company. You know, the industry is looking for ways to keep increasing productivity on a per acre basis for the farmer, right? We have to be able to solve this fundamental problem we face as a society, which is How do we produce more food for a growing planet? Because we've got more mouths to feed as we progress, but in an environmentally responsible way. So we reduce the land that we're using, reduce the water that we're using, reduce the use of chemicals. And so companies that are doing what we're doing, which is producing more with less, are being recognized for innovations. And what I'm personally excited about BVT is Ours is a 100% natural solution. We're not, you know, using high tech, you know, and I don't have anything against high tech, by the way, but we're not using a fancy technology to do this. We're using a natural product delivered in an all natural way without using any fossil fuels, without using any water and in a very efficient and effective way. And that's what's being recognized by our peers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I'm with the EPA. I mean, I just find this so fascinating. I think the coolest part about it is just picturing all these little bees delivering this with their little tiny feet. I mean, for something so tiny to be so effective is such a big deal. Yeah, we've been able to show that, you know, we can actually go and quantify the number of spores of our beneficial fungus that are needed to drop from that bee's body onto the flower so that it can colonize the flower. You know, we're developing techniques. I mean, these days in the COVID world, we hear about PCR, right? Ways that you can actually go and find the genetic material 
uh, of the virus. And, and, and we're doing the same kinds of tools. We, we don't have it quite yet, but we're finding genetic ways that we're going to be able to identify that our clonostachus, which is our beneficial fungus, was in fact, or is in fact colonizing that flower tissue, because that's what the farmer wants, right? So uh, we're developing all these techniques that even, you know, a hundred spores will then take over and colonize and protect that, that entire flower. So interesting. And so what is next? Are you bringing anything else to market that you can tell us about? Yeah, so for us, I mean, we are focused in the U.S. and we're commercial in the U.S. Remember, I mentioned that we got our EPA approval in 2019. So we've been selling for two seasons in the U.S. We got our California approval earlier this year. So now we've opened up that market. We've just done you know, some trials in 2021. We'll be hopefully commercial in California in 2022. So continued growth in the U.S. is, of course, our number one objective. But we have now kicked off our global expansion efforts. So taking what we've learned in the U.S. And now we've started registration projects in Canada and Mexico and Europe. So that's underway, geographic expansion. But then also third part of our strategy is port- portfolio expansion. So that's where I mentioned, can we bring in two or three other microbial products from partners and develop those products for B vectoring uses? So portfolio expansion projects have also kicked off. So it's kind of a really exciting time at BVT. We've got a lot going on. And yeah, we're, we've got a, a really interesting future in front of us. Yeah, no doubt. BVT definitely advancing sustainable agriculture, certainly a viable alternative to spraying crops. Ashish Malik, thank you so much for coming on the NutriCast and telling us about this technology that's shaking up the ag world. Take care. Thank you for your time, Danielle. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutriIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.